Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. Good morning. It truly is an honor to stand before you all this morning to share the word of God. And as I was asking God for the past few weeks about today, he gave me a word which I really, it encouraged me. And I believe as we share today that some of you will be encouraged by it as it did encourage me. Amen. And so this morning I would like to share with you I did title my message, if they get um, the title on there, Hide or Seek. Hide or Seek. Amen. Because you see, if we go back to the book of Genesis chapter 3, from verse 8, we see the man Adam. Adam and his wife had sinned. And at this point in time in Genesis 3 from verse 8. He hears God walking and he hides behind the tree. They find themselves in a state that they should not have been in the first place. They are embarrassed now to meet with God. So they hide. He hides behind a tree that God had created. As if God could not see through the tree. They hide. But then we read further and it says here, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees. And on verse 9, but the Lord God called to the man, where are you? God went to find Adam. He asks him, where are you? So as we see from the beginning of time, God is still coming for his people. Even those who are hiding, he comes, where are you? And this morning, I believe there are some of us. Things have happened. We found ourselves in a situation we didn't think we would. We've sinned a little bit. We've sinned some more. We don't want to go back to face Jesus. He's asking us this morning, where are you? Where are you? He wants a conversation with you. Where are you? He wants to commune with you again. Where are you? So for those of us who are hiding, I do hope this morning we can answer to God and say, Lord, here I am behind the tree. You can see me, yes. I thought what I did, you don't want to see me again, but here I am. Amen. Psalm 14, 2 says this. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. And so about, I titled my message, Hide or Seek. And so really what I'm going to lean on is seeking Jesus. We talk about seeking God. We talk about seeking the face of God. We talk about last time, a few weeks ago, Pastor Phil preached on intimacy 
with Christ. We talk about all that. Seeking Jesus, is it for those who are just new to the faith? Is it just for those who are searching and confused? Is it for those who are veterans in the faith? So when you talk about seeking Jesus, Psalm 14.2 says this. The Lord is looking down on mankind, is looking down on the sons of men to see if there's any who understand, to see if there's any who seek God, any, anyone. Is there anyone who is seeking him? Is there anyone who understands? So really seeking Jesus is for everyone, my friends. It is for all. It is for all of us. Whether today we came, a friend dragged us here and we, don't, we didn't want to be here. It is for you to seek Jesus. Whether you've been on this journey for forever. You see, you speak to other people and they say, we've seen it. We've done it. We know it. Seeking Jesus is for you as well. It is for all of us. Amen. And so I pray this morning that as we look together at the scriptures, as we walk out of this door this morning, who say, you know what? I want to seek him. I want to be in his presence. And so what I really want to share from, where I really want to share from, is the book of John chapter 20 from verse 1 to 18. John chapter 20 from verse 1 to 18. There's a story, this is a story where said the tomb, it is the resurrection of Christ, if you like. Something happens here at the tomb, and I just want to capture something we might have known for a long time. Probably those of you who have read it, to just go back on it again. For those who don't know, just to look at it and learn one or two things. We are going to learn from a woman at this scene called Mary Magdalene. She comes to the tomb of Jesus. We know about that. Luke 18, 1 to 3, we know about Mary. She was amongst the people who were traveling with Jesus. From her, seven demons had been removed. We know about Mary Magdalene. She used her money, she used her resources to support the ministry of Jesus. We also know about her in John 19 verse 25 that she was there as Jesus was being crucified. She was there. She witnessed it. We also know that she was there because Mark 15 47 tells us Mary and another Mary were there to see where Jesus was going to be laid. So we see she's a woman who has been there from the beginning. She was there. She witnessed as a Messiah is being led, dragged to the cross as he's being crucified. She was there. She wanted to know where he was going to be laid. She had to know. 
So where we are reading from John 21 to 18, she comes to the tomb on Sunday morning. So we're going to read from John 21 to 18, if you can bear with me. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the the tomb first. This would be John, the, um, the scholars believe is John. And John is telling us he was faster than Peter in running. He bent over and looked at, um, in at the strips of linen lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, Tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have yet to ascend to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I'm ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. Amen. And so at this scene we find Mary, she comes early to the tomb. If you can say to the next person, to you early. She comes early. She chooses a specific time. Early in the dark, she chooses to go To find her Messiah. She sets that time aside. This is my time. Early in the morning. Whilst it was still dark. No one could see her. She did not want anyone to notice her. Maybe she just wanted to get away with it. It was early. In the morning. And so in our lives. As we look like Mary, Mary did. We need to seek God with intention. We need to seek him with intention. That as we get up in the morning every day, 
our intention is to seek Jesus. As we walk day by day every week, my intention is to seek him. As we have spent so many years alive in this earth, let us make our intention to seek Jesus. Mary did set time aside intentionally. She chose when it was still dark intentionally. She did not go in the afternoon when one of her friends would have said, Mary, stop for a cuppa. No. She just wanted to get on with it to go and see her Jesus. And so in this world we live in, we are busy. We are busy being busy. We are busy. We were busy as a badge of honor. If you tell someone, no, I'm not doing anything today. Oh my goodness, that's taboo. We are busy. But what are we busy doing? Let's set time aside intentionally for our Jesus. If we're going to be in his presence, if we want to see him manifest in our lives, let us set time aside for him. Set time aside. For some, it means probably getting up early. I'm not an early person. But let's be intentional about it. Time that you say, this is my time with my Lord, and actually use it for that. Amen. We have some Tuesday services. Sometimes it's difficult even to find time in your own home. But so here they put time aside to say, you know, let's come meet on Tuesday. There's prayer. Let's meet on this. Let's just set that time aside and say, you know, I'm going to go. I'm setting it aside to meet with my Jesus. Intentions. What are intentions with what we've got? We know with Mary, even when Jesus was alive, she used her resources for his ministry. And as you read other scriptures in the Bible, it tells you, she also had to buy spices when Jesus died. They brought spices to the tomb to wrap his body around in them. So in Jesus, when he was alive, even in his death, she uses her resources for Jesus. And so let's make it our intention with what we've been given. What are we using them for? Let's use our resources intentionally for Jesus. Amen. You see, when she get to the tomb first time, Mary noticed that Jesus was missing. She runs back to find her friends, really, the other disciples. She notices, oh my goodness, he's gone. She runs to find Peter and John. Come, he's missing, he's been stolen. Then as they came, John said, they looked, they believed, and they went back to where they were staying. Mary did not believe when they believed that Jesus had risen. She was so convinced the Messiah had been stolen. Peter and John believed, they looked, ah, oh. they believed he had risen again, oh, well, they went back. But Mary was not put off by their belief 
though she didn't believe herself. And so sometimes we come here, we come to church, and we see those who've got it all together. They look, they believe more than us. They understand more than us. We seem we've got nothing much to say when they speak. They could recite scripture more than us. They walk the walk. They talk the talk. We can't. Her intention was to see a Jesus. Peter and John, though they believed, they went back. She stayed there to carry on to see her Jesus. Amen. And so the next point is we need to seek Jesus through our emotions. We need to seek God through our emotions. If I was to ask everyone this morning, as you come in through the door, how are you today? Depending with your circumstances, when you left your home or as you drove to church, whatever would have happened along that way, and as I ask you on the door, how are you? We will all say probably, I'm fine. The Lord is good. Why? Because we are so good at putting on a church face, which is brilliant. <laughs> but the truth be told, you know in your heart that I'm not okay. Actually, you asking me, I really don't want you to ask me that. I'm not okay. Depending with your circumstance, depending with what has happened, you are going through different emotions. You are feeling what you are feeling. But only you know. Mary gets to the tomb. She does not find a Messiah. She, she does not find a Jesus. She becomes a wreck. She cries from the beginning as she goes to find John and Peter. She's crying. They have taken my Jesus. They have taken the Messiah. She's emotional. She's upset. The Jesus who took those seven demons out of her. Jesus, she left yesterday. He was there lying in the tomb. They have taken him. She is upset. She's upset. She's sad. She's beside herself. She's confused. She does not know what's going on. Oh, she knows somebody has stolen a Jesus. And so this morning, some of us, we are so sad. We are sad. We found ourselves in a situation. It feels, my Jesus has been stolen. The situation looks like a tomb. What I was hoping for is dead and buried. You are upset. And through those emotions, through however you are feeling, my friends, let us continue to seek Jesus in those tombs of our lives. Mary thought Jesus had been stolen. But as we read further, you notice in the same tomb, Jesus reveals himself to Mary. He was there. He was not dead. And so this morning, in whatever you think, that, that it's dead, 
It's not going to come back again. I don't know how I can pass through this. Jesus is alive in your situation. Jesus will bring your situation to life. But you need to press through to his presence. Press through to seek him in your situation. With tears in our eyes. With our confusion. With our doubts. Seek him. Seek him. We read about a man called Thomas. Some have dubbed him Doubting Thomas. But I truly believe he he was a man with faith. He said to to his friends, you know, I'm going to believe when I see Jesus. When I touch his hands. Jesus does not condemn and say, oh, you. How can he not believe like your brothers? In fact, Jesus comes to Thomas and he says, there. Press your hands in my, because this is what you have asked it for. So some of us could be doubting this morning. Whatever you are wanting to see, tell him, and he will show you. Tell him, he will show you. Peter and John believed before Mary did. Jesus did not condemn me and say, oh, Mary. You should have known better. I told you I would rise again today. No. He honors their persistence. Jesus honors Mary's persistence in seeking him. And so in our emotions, whatever we are feeling, however we've been hard done by, let's seek the Lord. You see, with emotions, it just doesn't mean we are sad. Sometimes you could be on a high, really happy, really, really happy. Pastor Phil last week spoke on Elijah. Elijah was on a high. He had seen whatever God had done, the miracles. He was on a high of all that. All of a sudden, Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you. Went on a low to the point of wanting to die. And so, Let's seek the Lord. However you're feeling this morning, however you're going to feel tomorrow, however you're going to feel next week, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. The prodigal son, he went to his father, he asked for his inheritance. His father gave him all his inheritance. He went on a high. He's got this money. He's got this money to spend. He's got whatever he needs. He went on a high. We all know how he used his money. He spent it all, squandered it all. Because you see, the devil came, told him you could use that money to make yourself happy. Look at you. You've got everything. Use it. And he lost everything. When he was on a high, lost everything. So some of us, God has done so many wonders in our lives. We've witnessed the mighty hand of God in our lives. We have asked God for things. Lord, can you bless me that I can pay my overdraft? God did not just give you enough for the overdraft. 
He gave you more probably even to buy a car as well. He gave you more even to save. Because once we look in our bank accounts, we've got this amount. The devil comes, look at you. Look how good you are. You've been good. Forget about this, Jesus. You are good. You can spend this money on anything you want. And we free our resources away. Because we're on a high. See, there are cultures which are well known. The husband or the family gets into so much fortune. The first thing the man does is to find this next younger wife. He replaces the one who was on the knees with him. There are cultures who do that. Because we pray to God, he gives us. We go on a high. The devil comes. You've been good. Enjoy it yourself. But this morning, my friends, I just want to share with you. That however we feel, whether we are happy, sad, in between, look home. Let's seek the Lord. In our emotions, let's seek Jesus. And so the third point of God before we get there. And so Mary, as she went to the tomb, on John 20, verse 8, no, verse 11, sorry, the angels asked her, woman, why are you crying? And she said, they've taken my Lord away, she said. And I don't know where they've put him. At this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, this, again, the same question that the angels asked her. Woman, why are you crying? So for Mary, it's amazing because really she knew why she was crying. To the angels, she told them, they have taken my Lord away. In fact, I want my Lord. Jesus asks her, again, she turns around, she doesn't recognize it's Jesus. But what she tells him is, if you have taken him, I want to get him. Just tell me where he is. So in both questions, she answers, she, what she really wants is a Jesus. All she wants is a Jesus. She knows why she's crying. And some of us are crying this morning. I pose the same question to you. Why are you crying? What are you crying for? Mary knew exactly what she was crying for. What are we crying for? Have we been hurt? Is it because something we wanted has not been given to us? That promotion at work, that should have been yours. You got there and you were told it's been given to that colleague who really doesn't like you. We cry. Or that spouse you married has turned out to be something else you did not pray for. Why are we crying? Why are we crying? What are you crying for? Mary was crying for Jesus. 
What are you crying for this morning? Amen. And so we need to seek God with dedication. Seek him with commitment. Let's commit to seeking Jesus. Let's commit to seek the Lord. Let's dedicate our lives to seek him. You see, most of the time in this life, we commit to that we love the most. We dedicate our time. We dedicate our resources. We dedicate our conversations to that that we love the most. And so we need to seek God with commitment. I don't know if there's anyone who works out at the gym and joins these competitions where bodybuilding is, and I think it's called. Um, I've met a few of those. I think I've seen some. When they go to the gym and they know they're entering a competition in bodybuilding, right? I'm sure you've all seen some. They don't waste their time eating kebabs or McDonald's. That'll be the opposite of it, isn't it? They dedicate their time in the gym. They dedicate their time lifting weights. They have to eat the right food. They have to wear the right clothes. It's no good them wearing what I'm wearing to cover up what they've been working out to show off, is it? They have to have the right shoes, right clothes, eat the right food, lift the right weights as well. They spend hours and hours Hours and hours in the gym. And when they come out, boy, oh boy. That's how we see them. (laughs) That's how we know that one is doing bodybuilding. Because we can just tell. There's nothing to hide. And so we need to dedicate. We need to dedicate our lives in seeking God. Let's seek God with dedication. How do we spend our time? How do we spend our conversations? How do we spend the resources he's given us? How do we spend our week? How do we spend our years? We are all getting old. And then we stand here this morning, if you can be honest with ourselves. How have we spent the last years to to date? Where have we dedicated our lives? If so, is there any evidence of it in our lives? What evidence is there? I spoke about the bodybuilders. They walk in this room. We are thinking, why you do bodybuilding? We can just see it. But only you can answer that. Only you can answer that. Three times, Mary, she tells that um, she convinces, if you like, she convinces herself. She tells the disciples first time, they have stolen Jesus. Come, see. Second time, she tells the angels, my Jesus has been stolen. She then tells Jesus himself, if you're the one who have taken him, 
She really is convinced that Jesus has been stolen. But that does not put her off from leaving the tomb to go home. She stays. She dedicates herself to this cause. This is what I came here for. I'm not leaving without finding my Jesus. Yes, they might have stolen him. But I'm not leaving this tomb until I find who did it. She dedicates herself to this cause. She has to find him. And so we find ourselves in situations where it feels the prayers we've been praying for are not being answered. We've been praying forever. What do we do? Do we give up? Do we stop? Probably the intention was there. We started well. We got emotional about it. But it's just been too long. The dedication ceased. And so what do we do? We find ourselves where it seems it's it's grim. There's no hope here. We don't know what to do. Do we continue to seek him? And say, my Lord, you leave Jesus, you rose from the dead. Jesus, you are alive. You will come through for me. I will not leave until you do it. I will not stop calling on you until you show yourself. I will not stop dedicating myself to you until you do it. Or we quit. Or we quit. Oh, that church thing, man, it's just not worth it. I've tried, I've tried, it's not worth it. We quit. Mary did not quit. Mary did not stop. For those of us who are doubting this morning, with your doubts, come to Jesus. Those of us who are hiding, come to Jesus. Let's make it our life cause to seek the face of Jesus. Jeremiah 29, 12 to 13 says this. Then you call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. With all your heart, you will find me. When you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. First Chronicles 28.9 says this. And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought. If you seek him, you will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. Serve him with wholehearted devotion. You see, we've been given so many means to seek the Lord in this day and age. 
There is a lot available to us. In Jeremiah it says, then you call unto me and come and pray. We call on the Lord. We've got the voices. Call on the Lord. Come to the Lord. Pray to the Lord. And we will find him. Let's seek him with all our hearts. Let's seek him with all our thoughts, with all our mind, with all our being. And we will find him. Amen. Can someone say we need to pray as if our lives depend on it? If you knew that prayer you're going to make this morning, depend, your life depends on it. You will not just whisper, I don't think. Let's pray as if our lives depend on it. The reality is really our lives depend on it. Our lives depend on it. So when we enter into a time of prayer, we focus on Jesus. Because our lives depend on how we are speaking to him. And how you respond as we pray. And they said, when we read and search the scriptures, let's do so as if you are looking for hidden treasures. Somebody had told us there's gold down the road. But you've got to dig a little bit. We've watched documentaries in our house where we watch these men um, digging for gold. My goodness, the, the work that they go through, they are finding hidden treasure. Those who have worked in the mines or who know people working in the mines, this stuff, the, the drilling machines, the investments, just to find that hidden treasure. So when we read the scriptures, when we read our Bibles, are we just going through like we are reading another novel? Or just because we want to prove to some brethren that I've read the Bible, so I've got facts that I need to argue with you about. Oh, we search and read as somebody Searching for hidden treasures. Because in this book, my friends, are hidden treasures for your life. Hidden treasures for everything that you need. So let's dedicate our lives in seeking him through scriptures. Amen. And when we come to church, it's amazing to gather together. When we come, we come with hearts that are seeking. Bringing our hearts to his house. And listen so carefully as though we are listening to the reading of our parents' will. If your parents pass away and we say, right, we need to read the will to everyone today. You will not be making noise because you want to know what's my share. You will be so intact. So when we come to the house of the Lord, we come and we listen. We bring our hearts. We say, you know what? 
I'm just going to listen, block everything out. Because my life depends on the words of God. Amen. And so, John 20, 14. He says, at this she turned. This is the scripture we've been reading. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize that it was Jesus. She did not realize it was Jesus. Mary came to the tomb expecting to see Jesus in a different state than what she saw there. The previous day she had left him lying there dead. So she comes this early morning Sunday expecting him to be there. But he wasn't. And so she gets upset and she panics. Could it be that this morning as we come, we come expecting something different from Jesus? Jesus who told us that. He died. He rose again. He is alive. But when we come, we are expecting a very dull Jesus. We are expecting a dead Jesus. We go through the motions. How well it's everything we do on Sunday. But you know, Jesus is alive. So when we come, let's expect him to move. He's alive. He's alive. Amen. And it went on and say, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. 15 say, he asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it? You are looking for. Who is it you are looking for? I'll pose the same questions to us this morning. Who is it you are looking for? What is it you are looking for? In these years you spend on this earth, what is it you've been looking for? Last week, all of it. What is it you've been looking for? Today you got up. What is it you are looking for? Tomorrow we'll get up to go to work. What is it we are looking for? Jesus asked me, who is it you're looking for? Is it the next promotion at work? Is it the next likings on Facebook to give us that feeling of I belong? What are we looking for? As we come into his house, as we come to fellowship with brethren, what are we looking for? Are we looking for Jesus? Are we looking for the next best friend? Mary knew she was looking for Jesus. The thing is, when we know it's Jesus we are looking for, and we acknowledge that Jesus, I'm looking for you, we invite him into our lives and our situations. Not only does he address what we are looking for, he addresses the root of it all. And he reveals himself to us. What, who is it? 
we are looking for. Amen. You see, Mary, she, she was looking for Jesus. But what we realize is this. Jesus had already found her. Jesus had removed the seven demons from her. He found her then. He saw her as she comes to the cross, as she watches him hung on the cross. He saw her. He saw every day she comes to visit his tomb. He saw her. He knew where Mary would be on Sunday morning. And so Mary is in the tomb. She's looking for Jesus. But Jesus shows up in the tomb. The Bible says, Mary turned round and she saw Jesus. Amen. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic. Rabboni, which means teacher. So Jesus said to her, Mary. He calls her by name. Mary. She turns around. She realizes this voice I know. This voice is familiar. This voice is my teacher's voice. So she turns around. She says, teacher. My teacher, he's calling your name. He's whispering your name this morning. We will turn around and first, some of us will come and say, you know, my teacher, my Jesus, when he calls you by name and you hear him, oh, the lifter of my head, my deliverer, my savior, my Jesus. And so this morning, some of us, we are just trying this churchy thing. I pray that you turn round, face it. My Lord, come in. He's been knocking on your heart for a long time. Turn round and say, Jesus, come in. For those of us who are really searching and seeking, just be still. Shut everything out. He's calling you by your name. You hear him. You hear him. He says, my sheep hears my voice. You hear him. And you turn around and say, oh, Oh, Jesus, you've been here all along. You've been here all along. Oh, my friends, I pray that we can all tend to see him. So he goes on to say, Jesus said, do not hold on to me. For I have not yet ascended to heaven. Uh, for I have yet to ascend to the Father. I can imagine Mary. As she sees him, she hugs him tight. Jesus said, do not hold on to me. But who wouldn't? She feels Jesus. 
I've lost you once. I'm never going to lose you again. So you hold on tight. You hold on tight. You will not let him go. But to Mary, he says, no, it is not good I stay. I have to go to the Father. And he went on to say, go instead to my brothers and tell them, I'm ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. He says, Mary, now go tell. You've seen me. I told you these things. Go tell. Go tell your brothers what you've seen. She runs. Peter, John, I have seen the Lord. He's alive. I have seen the Lord. He's alive. Oh, how beautiful it is. When you talk about the one you know. The one you've encountered. The one you've seen. You don't just go and say, I have seen the Lord. You shout on mountains top, I have seen him. He's alive. He's alive. Jesus is alive. I have seen the Lord. Oh, how beautiful it will be this morning. We go wherever we go from here. We tell, I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. Or oh, those of us who don't like talking, those who see you will say, she has seen the Lord. He has seen the Lord. Why? Because of your walk. Why? Because of how you speak. Why? Because of how you live life. You have seen the Lord. Mary went to tell, I have seen him. He's alive. Jesus is alive. He's alive in your life. He's alive in this church. He's alive in your home. He's alive in this country. He's alive in this world. He's alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus, he's alive. Thank you for listening and we trust that the word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.